starting up with VirtuZone on Dubai Eye 103.8. Indeed we are. We have started. We are starting up and we are with you all the way through till two o'clock uh, this Thursday afternoon. Georgia Shage is the man alongside me. All well down at VirtuZone HQ. All well, my friend. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, growing incredibly fast. I don't know if you saw today. We've uh, appointed uh, Paul Bryson, now managing director of VirtuZone. Wow! So he's going to take over that side of the business, and uh, our other divisions and companies are growing extremely well. Taxation accounting doing uh, great. I mean, uh, everybody's going to have to uh, file for taxes and do their accounting and and file for taxes. And we've lined up an incredible team of uh, of uh, tax accountants there and tax agents. So. Looking forward to uh, serving not only our clients, but we're getting a lot of people from outside because it's a requirement for everyone now. Congratulations to Mr. Bryson. As well, was he in the office, bright and breezy, this morning? He was. He's all, to be honest, Paul is always one of the first people in. He's, he's, Reason he's, I he's, ask, a, he's a morning. I bumped into him in an elevator last night. I was leaving an awards ceremony and he was going <laughs> up for dinner. How <laughs> were you? Were you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He likes, uh, he likes to come in uh, bright and early and have a, a nice, moist, fluffy uh, carrot cake. Oh, well, there's no. <laughs> Better way to start the morning, that's exactly. for sure. Digital currency exchanges from around the world uh, have got their eyes here on Dubai. They are setting up their bases here in Dubai. Uh, the Virtual Assets Regulatory Authority, or VARA, recently issued what it calls a minimum viable product preparatory license to uh, OKX. It's a widely used cryptocurrency exchange and a Web3 company as well. Earlier this year, you might remember Bybit, the world's third most visited crypto exchange, second largest in the MENA region, opened its global headquarters here in Dubai. As more legitimate crypto companies come to Dubai, what does that mean to the local economy as a whole? Well, there's only one man to answer that. Co-founder and managing partner of Crypto Oasis, Huday. They help develop and support blockchain-related businesses here in the UAE. And guess what? They haven't been doing it for the last six months. They haven't been doing it for the last year or so. They have been doing it for many years. So therefore, in many ways, they're the visionaries of what we are seeing here at the moment. Saka Erikat joins us live here in studio yet again. Always good, Saka, to catch up with you. All good? It's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, Thank you for having me again. And thank you for such a beautiful introduction. I feel like there's a lot of pressure to provide good insights. And I hope I can do that for the next Because every time we have spoken, that's the point that we've always made is it's, yeah, okay, I know. I know we're making the headlines at the moment good bad indifferent etc i know that everyone's talking about it yeah. but you know you've been talking about this for several years well i, I signed my name and blood next to it so <laughs> hopefully this will go the right way um but yeah since um since being involved in in the early strategies of the of the city state that we live in um to today i think that i believe that this is the most significant thing that anyone in our ecosystem will ever touch. I mean, the last time we saw a technology that had an opportunity to disrupt the world the way crypto, blockchain, NFTs, metaverse, Web3, whatever you want to call it, had, it was the internet. Mm. And I really think that we're in this 1996 moment of the internet and everything that's happening is supporting this. Mm. To that end, I mean, you set up Crypto Oasis uh, with, of course, your near friends and colleagues as well. How... How has it evolved? I mean, we're seeing the sort of landscape of crypto and blockchain evolving here at the moment. Has Crypto Oasis evolved as well? I believe so. I think it's a, it's a, it's in a constant stage of, uh, of of evolving. But it's also nice to see that the ideas we had very early on 
are coming to light today. So we started saying we're going to be the fastest growing ecosystem in the world. Mm. Quickly, we became the largest ecosystem in the world, right? And this is a credit to the UAE and the entire region more than one organization in this space. Mm. I often remind people Crypto Oasis isn't actually the name of the organization that we operate. Mm. The organization that we operate amongst many, for example, is Crypto Oasis Ventures or mm. Crypto Oasis Labs or Crypto Oasis Sentio. Crypto Oasis is the name that we want this ecosystem to carry. So why should I refer to this as the Silicon Valley of the region or the Crypto Valley of the region? This is Crypto Oasis, the fastest growing ecosystem in the world and today the largest ecosystem in the world. Let's put some numbers to this. It's a thousand. 800 companies that are active in this space, right? That doesn't sound like a very large number, but you'd have a hard time finding anywhere else in the world that has 1,800 companies in the crypto space active in this space. Hmm. It's more impressive that out of these, we differentiate between native and non-native. A native company is someone like us that wouldn't exist without this technological innovation, and a non-native would be Aaron, for example. Right, that would exist can can interact with this, but you know it's one side story to them. Seventy mm. percent of this space is native organizations, right? And and I, I even though we're the ones publishing the numbers, we're the ones doing the research, but it's I find it impressive <laughs> and at the same time um, shocking every now and then. Just to set the scene yeah. for, for, for those out there. And I want to find out more about Green Block. We want to find out more about the new initiatives, uh, COP28, sustainability, etc. But before that, I mean, a lot of chat about cryptocurrency, a lot of chat about big uh, blockchain companies coming here, crypto companies coming here as well. Yeah. Rira constantly evolving, as we yeah. mentioned there. Is Dubai, no, no, is, is the UAE a crypto and blockchain hub already? You're asking the wrong guy. I'll, I've said yes 10 years ago for all intents and purposes. But slowly but surely, it's even the people that wouldn't want to agree must agree, hmm. right? The UAE, through three elements, has become the heart and center of this world. And it's three elements. It's talent, capital, and it's infrastructure. The infrastructure, they've started building as early as the 70s, right? When Jabal Ali port was being built, everyone was wondering, hey, why are you building this port? It's too large. No one's going to use it. Now it's one of the most used ports in the world. When Emirates Airlines started, everyone was like, hey, does the world need another airline in the region, right? And I think it was Pakistan International Airways and it was Kuwait Airways who gave them the first planes to operate. Today, uh, Emirates and Etihad are one of the most used airlines in the world, right? So it's that infrastructure in the form of ports, seaports, and airports, but it's also infrastructure like the digital infrastructure, Mm. and more importantly, the regulatory infrastructure. Mm. VARA became the first purpose-built regulatory authority for crypto digital assets. That's impressive, Mm. right? Here we are, in, in this in this city-state that for all intents and purposes 70 years ago was still a desert, mm. maybe 30 years ago was still a desert, and today they're taking a leading charge in this. So mm. that's on the infrastructure element. Then capital. Capital, the UAE has always been known for capital, right? Since its inception, it's been one of the most oil-exporting countries in the world, one of the richest uh, countries in the world per capita, um, and and – you know, it was 2022 when Abu Dhabi said we are the capital of capital, the Falcon economy. Um, and, and with that, what we've seen is more wealth has moved to the UAE than ever before in history, right? More millionaires have moved here. More hedge funds have moved here. And, and a new number that I've recently heard is more, more uh, companies with more than trillion dollars of AUM have moved here. 
right? But last but not least, and what I believe is probably the most unique selling point of the UAE, it's the talent, mm. right? It's talented individuals that are here already, but it's also being able to bring anyone from around the world here with a click of a button, quite literally, right? You go online, you apply for a visa, you get the approval within what? 24 hours or even less sometimes, right? Three days if it takes a long time, right? And you can get anyone here from Colombia or Australia or Syria or Palestine or wherever you go, you can get people here. Just as a stark contrast, we operate between here and Switzerland. And over there, it can take us up to six months to get a Western citizen into mm-hmm. Switzerland. Right? And you know what? He, I mean, Cyrus, is, 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 he's hit on some point, an point that's important here. He says, you know, even if people refuse to accept it or, or refuse to admit it, they have no choice but to admit it. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to get in trouble here. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a crypto skeptic. Okay. I'm a crypto skeptic. Uh, due to my FOMO, I'm invested in, in crypto. And, <laughs> and of course, due to the reality of things, this is a perfect example of what he's saying. The reality of things is we today as Virtuzone cannot ignore the crypto or blockchain or metaverse or Web3 space. We've actually opened a division called VZX that deals with We work very closely with Vara as well that deals with crypto companies, blockchain companies, Web3 companies, metaverse, NFTs, all these things. There is demand. Okay, I, I can't deny it. There is demand. Uh, that has nothing to do with what my opinion is on crypto or on, 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 on tokens and so on and so forth. But definitely the infrastructure is here. The demand is there. And Vara, as, as uh, Saker uh, correctly said, is the first regulatory authority in the world to actually address that space. Mm. Uh, they're doing a great job. We're working very closely with them. And uh, the idea of it is why people ask, why do you need to regulate the space? Well, it's very mm. simple. You need to regulate the space to protect investors. Uh, the Tom, Dick and Harry's of this world that are putting money into, into that space need a certain protection from dishonest people, mm-hmm. dishonest companies, companies that don't know what they're doing, companies that are, that are, that are, uh, you know, not, do, not doing with the money what they're supposed to be doing and so on and so forth. So it's important to regulate the space. And since that's been announced, I think we've seen a deluge of, of, of people, uh, you know, with, with moist palms coming here, mm. wanting to, 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 to invest and, and start up here and so on and so forth. So am I a skeptic? Yeah. Do I believe that there's a future for this industry? Absolutely. And mm. of course, you know, behind crypto, there's this big technology that's, that's definitely uh, the future and so on that I strongly believe in because... I like to say it. I'll say it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an engineer by education. So definitely the, ed- the, the technology right. is something that's absolutely super valuable. Um, but we are seeing a deluge of, of, of these companies coming in. We are setting up a lot of them. This process is not simple. And that's the whole point of regulation. Mm. It takes time, especially for uh, the heavily regulated uh, activities such as exchanges, custodial services, all these things that, that involve money. Yeah. But that's a good thing. That's yeah. not a bad thing. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see what the future holds. But definitely, I mean, Dubai has managed to attract another industry and become a hub for another industry yeah. in this world for, uh, for crypto. Well, one thing that the future holds is, of course, COP28. One of the main themes of COP28 is sustainability. One of the big narratives in the lead up to that is where does crypto, where does blockchain meet? sustainability yeah. can you have sustainable blockchain etc something that you've addressed with green block tell yeah. us more so we're we're super excited um beginning of this week uh, we were at the fantastic bia headquarter mm. um bia became one of our patrons with uh, with uh, with with the green block if you haven't been to the bia headquarters it's definitely something to check out it's one of the last buildings the hadid designed while mm. she was alive and it's, where are it's, they the headquarters it's in Sharjah. okay yeah and they've always been in Sharjah. Yeah. they've always been in Sharjah, and 
you know, it's absolutely impressive, the headquarters. Although it's such a large structure, because it's between dunes, it looks gorgeous and it blends into this entire thing. But let me not go on about yeah. my love for architecture here. <laughs> um, the Green Block became a think tank, a launchpad for Web3 ESG sustainability solutions, right? Because we realized that, you know, we are in the UAE. We stand behind the strategies of the UAE when it comes to sustainability. And we started looking at, is there one collective ecosystem that collects all of these companies that are working in this space? And there's a lot of them, right? Blockchain as a technology, and I'm glad George, although he's a crypto skeptic, and I'm glad he is, but he's accepting the, the, the notion that blockchain can have such an impact. Blockchain lives on traceability, trust, and transparency, right? And we've looped another technology into it, which is AI as well. And those two are exactly what the ESG space needs right now, because, you know, all of us have heard about greenwashing. There's, you know, I think two or three entities around the world. For our listeners, suckers, what's yeah. the ESG space? So the ESG space, COP28, is is an event that's going to be held later on this year. And it's environment, sustainability, and governance. Hmm. Uh, sorry, social and government, governance, right? So it's not just the environmental element of it, but it's also the social aspect of it and the governance aspect of it. Because good governance drives good sustainability in mm. the end, right? And with that, we've started collecting these companies. And, you know, we're very proud that we are we are launch partners, are Roland Berger and, and Bia in this. Bia came in as a patron, patron, and Roland Berger came in as one of the initiators. And all of us are putting our minds together, creating an ecosystem out of the UAE, but for the entire world. Will you be involved in COP28? We will be. Um, I can't say too much on how exactly <laughs> just yet, but we Watch will be. And, space, uh, yeah? and, and, and the green block is exactly how we will be. And then later on, we'll be at the World Economic Forum with this as well. Saka, you know well that uh, I could talk about this for hours and hours and Same. hours. Uh, alas, time is against us on this occasion. So much to climb in in the final show of uh, our season. Uh, but before we say farewell, I mean, you've piqued the interest of many. A lot of people texting in at the moment wanting to find out more about um, alliances, co cooperation, etc. How do people sort of reach out to Crypto Aces? How do they get in touch? Well, we've just opened a new office. We became one of the first venture builders in, uh, in the IFC in the Web3 space. So feel free to pass by our office in Gate Avenue Mall um, or go on the Green Block or on CryptoOasis.ae. And, you know, last but not least, you can always find me online on Slacker Ericat on LinkedIn. Sakar, thank you so much indeed. Thank oh, you big for thanks to me. joining us. Sakar is the co founder and managing partner of Crypto Oasis. So do reach out to them. Uh, if you want uh, any help when it comes to crypto, to blockchain, uh, and of course, uh, green block sustainability and more. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to Starting Up with Virtue Zone. My name's Tom Urquhart. Uh, this is Dubai I want a 3.8, and we team up every Thursday, 1 through till 2, with the team from Virtue Zone. George Ajesh is the group CEO. He's the man alongside me. All good? All good, my friend. All, All good. good. In the herd. Right, let's get hydrated. There's a reason you go to a bar, uh, and, well, partly it is to get hydrated. Well, how often is, is it to get hydrated? But that's not entirely uh, the case now, as the UA's first ever gourmet water bar opens its doors right here in Dubai Media City. It's a one-of-a-kind concept. It's going viral on social media as we speak with one video of the water concoctions getting nearly 700,000 views 
on the ground. To tell us more about uh, Aquabar by Lukel, it is Roya Jabari, the managing director of Lukel, who joins us live in studio. Roya, good to see you. Thanks, you too. Uh, Thanks wow. for inviting me. What an extraordinary concept. Um, but tell us more about the sort of the background here, because a lot of people go, OK, hang on. Is, is this something that is designed to sell water? No, this is designed to show water filtration, and the benefits of water, correct? Um, it is actually um, to show, first of all, the water system and how it actually can work in a hospitality environment. One of the things that we faced as um, setting up a startup company here with Lukel from Germany, because um, Lukel is manufactured 100% in Germany. It's um, out of Fosheim, which is near Stuttgart. And our founder, Joseph Schuker, um, invented this machine. And uh, we had a difficult time as it came here to let people explain why we're different. And I said, well, Joseph, if we want to sell to people, we have to look at the B2C market in order to get the B2B market because the B2B market, there's so much option out there, but no one is quite like us. So how do we tell people who's Lukel and why we're different? Let's do this water bar, aqua bar, and uh, show people actually. So when, for example, we had um, a few hotel groups I don't know if I can say names or not, but the Hyatt and the Fairmont come in and they actually saw how it worked in an environment. So they saw, oh, we can put an aqua bar in our space, our poolside, our golf club, um, whatnot. And it gives them an idea of how the system would work in a commercial environment. Plus, we have a new system coming out, which is bottling. So actually a hotel within a two and a half by two and a half um, square meter space can bottle up to 1,000 bottles per hour of mixed varieties of water. Our 30 recipes will be available to go through a process where you put the bottles in and then bang, out the other side, 1,000 bottles per hour. You can get 100 of short break. You can get 200 of natural beauty, 300 of coffee time. And it's just incredible. Yeah, it's just far out. Tell us a bit about the technology behind this. And when you say there's 30 flavors, I mean, 30 flavors of water. Still and sparkling. That's all I got. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. no. Okay, so why do we drink water? Why do we ship water from all over the world? Uh, You probably have your favorite water. Um, We don't need to mention brands, but we all know who they are. (laughs) Why are we – it's not just about – replacing plastic and saying, let's go plastic free. We've taken a step further and say, why are you shipping all these fancy waters all over the world, the carbon footprint that they leave every time a bottle goes from, for example, Fiji to LA, LA to here in a plastic bottle, you're drinking microplastics, you're drinking um, all the carbon footprint that goes in it. It's not really okay. I mean, in fact, I spied a bottle of water here, or actually a plastic container of water here. It's all Tom. Tom, yeah, Tom yeah, is, yeah. He's, Busted. he's a big Busted. fan of yeah, these yeah. plastic bottles and so, I think he, I he really needs to be speak. told that that's, that's just wrong. That's all I do. That's so what wrong. we're trying to say is why are you doing this when we can give you amazing tasting water? Why do people okay, drink hang on, water? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Time out. Yeah. Me, time out here. When you say amazing tasting water, water tastes like water. Okay, there's, there's small differences when you're really into it. You know, the difference in the minerals, the sodium and so on and so forth. One brand that I will not name that starts with an E might feel a bit saltier than another brand that's maybe local and that's not as salty and so on and so forth. So we microdose our minerals and after we do reverse osmosis, we do sediment, carbon, and then... So um, it's reverse osmosis, right? Reverse osmosis. This is not mineral water. Zito. Sorry, this is not... Take uh, everything out. Done. Bang. Zito. So it's treated treated tap water. 
Yes. Okay. And from that point, we add minerals into taste. Okay. So we can take that water from India. We can take the water from UK. We can take the water from LA. And if you do the exact microdosing of minerals, you'll get the same water everywhere. So our taste is consistent. Okay. And that's what makes us different. So we have 30 different recipes that we've done with a sommelier, a water sommelier, to create these recipes. So we get the perfect water for tea. We get the perfect water for, um, for example, if you you want to have a cheese and a cheese board we've got like a sweet and salty so you balance the minerals in yes, consequence of yes. what the water is being used for and it's amazing because tea will react to minerals you will see the difference and you, i welcome you to come in and try but from basic water to our specialized tea water you will see the difference I'm color sure, taste sure. smell everything is different based on minerals how has it helped the brand since you opened the bar has it helped the brand uh, it has tremendously yes I mean, we wouldn't have had so many inquiries as we've had it. It's only been, this is our second week open with the Aquabar. But um, uh, look. So, Roya, if I go to the Aquabar, where's the Aquabar to start with? It's in Media City in the Loft Building 2. Okay. So if I go to the Aquabar or Tom and I go to the Aquabar after the show and we try 10 different waters, are they all going to taste different? For If you have the right palate, yes, they will. And you will notice the difference between heavily mineralized waters and like even if you're a layman and you are not a water sommelier, you will taste the difference between – look, in America, they've got – the high-end hotels, they do have water menus. Why? Because mm. everybody wants a different taste in water. So excuse the pun, but what's, what's in the pipeline for Lacal uh, and, of course, the Aquabar. Is this something you can roll out to other venues? Well, look, I'm an, uh, by trade. Rania, who works with me and I, are interior designers. We've been, we've been here. I've been here for 24 years, and um, I've done a lot of projects. Nobody ever cared about what I did until we did this design this Aquabar thing. Then suddenly, it's gone insane. So, <laughs> I mean, in my actual vision, it would be like there's Aquabars everywhere. We did a design concept that could work in kiosks in shopping malls. It can work in airports. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Is this an industrial product? Is it a commercial product? Is it a residential product? Or do you have all three? If somebody wants to install one of those, is it a machine? I guess it would be a machine at home because they are... You well, know, we wouldn't, yeah, by yeah. Water we wouldn't or, be doing home machines. But for example, if you live in an apartment, we could get your apartment building to put one in the lobby and then you could, everybody in the building could enjoy water refilling downstairs that everybody thinks, oh, Dubai gourmet water. It's so expensive. It really isn't. This small bottle that you have here is about two dirhams mm-hmm. to fill and a one liter is about four something to fill. So it's not, and, and you're getting pure mineralized water. So it's, it's very, very affordable. And I wouldn't say at any exorbitant amount. What are the three most popular flavors or the three most popular or people that people are really excited or, or, or fascinated well, by? Well, look, um, we have a yoga studio right next to us, Akasa, and um, they are obsessed with our yoga water. We even put yoga. <laughs> yoga yeah, water. Yeah, What's yeah, yoga yeah, yeah. water? Yoga water is a special mineral that is like so, like more less mineralized, I would say. It's got a, and so. Anyways, we've done this yoga water and they absolutely love it. They had a sound healing a couple of weeks ago and we put the water by the gongs and these bowls. So if you believe in this, that actually water can be charged by sound. So we put the 25 bottles of water by the gong and it spent one hour in front of the sound yes. gong, gong, gong. gong and then everybody took the bottles home, which was pretty insane. We need a but radio water, Tom. We need a radio water. We need a radio water. That's going to be the next 
next one. Uh, listen, Roya, we could talk about this for a lot longer. Unfortunately, uh, we've got people waiting yeah, well, at the door. The best thing to do is come on down. We have a DJ tonight from 5.30 to 8.30, a resident DJ, and we have aperitivo. So you can feel free to pop down and check out the water bar yourself. Sorted. Yeah. And we wish you best of luck. Thank and you hope, so much. Hopefully you can take uh, a lot of plastic off. We hope we get our water machines here. Yeah, hopefully. we'll get the machines okay. in into the radio. And if people want to find out more online? They can find us online at um, uh, lukelwater.com. That's L-U-Q-E-L for all those listening in. Roya, thank you. Thanks so much indeed Thanks for coming for having in. Me. Have yourself a lovely Thanks. summer. Good job, Enjoy Roya. Thank you. Your event this evening. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business setup with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to Starting Up with Virtue Zone. Live here on Dubai Eye 103.8 in association with our friends at Virtue Zone. Uh, Georges Georges is with me here into our second half hour of the show, the second half of the show, and we're still talking to each other, eh? Look at that. It's not bad. It's not too bad, is it? Not this bad. is good. Uh, well, so we are here in the comfort of the studio with the air conditioning without the heat <laughs> and moist from outside. True. You know? Yeah, this is very true, despite yeah. the fact that we've just been hydrated by our friends at Lacal and most others. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, let's look ahead to the summer. We've reported this week that Dubai is now the seventh most expensive city for luxury living. It overtakes Zurich and Paris in the process, according to uh, the latest wealth index from Bank Julius Baer. So what do the rich like to do in Dubai during the summer? Well, to answer that, we have the founder of an exclusive club uh, right here in the studio. Uh, the Butterfly Social Club is a membership-only concierge social club. Uh, their co-founder and head of operations is Thea Kias, who joins us now live in studio. Thea, thanks very for jo- thanks for much indeed for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, George. Great to have you with us. And obviously, the Butterfly Social Club is your baby in many ways, you know, a creation of yours and the team. Um, how does it, not how does it work, how does it, how do you set yourself apart from other concierge clubs? Essentially, um, concierge was only used to be for the, for the ultra, ultra wealthy um, and wasn't really available for the kind of, let's just say, the modern affluent. Mm. Um, now, obviously, wealth distribution has massively increased. So there should be the ability to be able to access concierge services um, because at the end of the day, we're trying to save time. Time is money. So that's essentially what concierge does. We are making your lifestyle more accessible and more efficient. And what we do slightly differently is we are tech-based. So we've streamlined all processes. And we've also managed to build a community within the concierge value um, by keeping it exclusive, um, but giving you the value to be able to network and become part of a community. So having wonderful events and experiences to share with each other during your time here in Dubai as well. Who, I, I, I was about to ask you who are your members, but I'm sure that that is... Uh, <laughs> we very, can't tell you that. You can't <laughs> tell us anything about that. So rather, what can I, what's the criteria for joining? So it's actually through referral. Okay. So it started out with um, eight best friends of eight different nationalities who live in the same community in Dubai. And their idea was basically that some of them were looking to invest in some other businesses, some startups. Um, They all have their own businesses here. And they wanted to to network with some great, interesting people. Um, Obviously, Dubai is full of amazing, amazing businesses and opportunity. So they saw that as a way to be able to 
give more and obviously give other opportunities to other people and to increase their networks. Mm. You might not have a thing or two about that. <laughs> Mickey, the co-founder, and I think you guys co-founded it together, is, is a good friend of mine. And I, 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 gave it a, I gave it a try. So, 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 so Mickey said, George, why don't you come and try it for, for a couple of weeks, a couple of events or whatever it was. I think the important thing to say is people will perceive a concierge service as a phone number that you call up and, you know, I need I need bookings and so-and-so restaurant yeah. central can't Paris, Paris, night, so I can't get into yeah. Zoom, I can get. this is a lot more of a social club a social club of like-minded people a social club of people that can help each other out uh, that can refer each other to different different uh, whether it's business opportunities social opportunities uh, fun um, all, all these things and I think it's quite original because what they've done is they've kind of tried to, and I'm, forgive me for, for, for oh, giving my on. view Crack of it. Um, they, they, they've tried to, to do a members club without an actual space, right? So they've tried to do a digital members club, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's quite quite innovative and it's quite, uh, it's quite interesting because it gives you a lot more access to a lot more things mm-hmm. than if you were just in a space like some of the membership clubs that we have well, yeah, we have here in Dubai. Mickey uh Mickey is quite a social guy. He's always mm-hmm. been quite very a social, much so. quite been always been quite a social guy. A very loved person. He's a great he's a great guy. You know, I don't know anybody that's ever said a bad word about him. Um, and he's genuinely passionate for it. I think I think he has 100%. a passion for it. I think you're both and listening to you now, I think they're both passionate about this project and I think their passion is driving the project and they're introducing more and more services mm-hmm. and we're about to actually we're talking about a partnership now through Virtue Zone as well okay. because this could be a great you know this could be a great service to our clients so give me an idea if you can there about some of the experiences if I were to get in touch with the secret door knock or anything like that you know the secret he's number he's called the dealer it's oh, the, dealer. The, the dealer the dealer the experience dealer um, what sort of experiences give me an idea of some of the experiences well how crazy do you want to go <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're asking the wrong you don't want to ask and, and, that question <laughs> and what's your budget as well um, oh, all right so um for our members, we will procure um, a variety of events. We make sure that no two event is ever the same. Okay. Um, and there will always be a twist. But we won't give away, we can't give away our, our secrets um, <laughs> too much. But, for example, um, a murder mystery in an undisclosed location, you will enter and be put into a team with different people, some you may have met before, some that you may know from six degrees of separation, or some new people that have been welcomed into the club. You will then have to work together. You will then go have a fully kind of immersive experience, um, usually competitive. Sometimes we add little competitive twists to things. Mm. And then we will culminate with a dinner and getting everybody together afterwards, um, prizes, things like this. And then we'll add something special like the private musician, um, sorry, magicians like Mind to Mind will come. Uh, so we'll build everything together that we think our members are going to really love, but that's completely different. And we'll kind of keep most of the, I would say, the information about it as, as little as possible mm. so that you come with a really open mind to every event so that you can really just immerse yourself and get fully involved. Amazing. And in terms, because I I remember when we were broadcasting during COVID or certainly after COVID, we saw this, uh, you know, revenge tourism, revenge travel. But a lot of the sort of uh, uh, people that were booking this and involved in hospitality were saying people want something very bespoke. Um, We sort of learned from COVID. Is that something that your clients are always looking for, something a little bit different? Or are they sort of giving you a few ideas and then you have to come up with the creativity? 
Um, to be honest, it's both. Yeah. Um, so most people will start with an idea, but from our side and from the experienced dealers, it's all about listening and understanding the member as well, because then we can really just roll with it um, and become as creative as ever. And of course, as you know, Mickey, he's incredibly creative with the with the concepts that we come up with, and then we just roll out um, basically and try and add as many unique elements as we can, mm. but without without it being completely think, crazy. But I think also for your typical stuff and your you know your your traditional stuff. I mean, they, they, they've, they've done some partnerships with uh, some of the best restaurants in town. You get the best table, you get a welcome drink, you get all, the, all these things, right? So it's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's something that's very useful for the people who are looking to have a bit of access to some of the restaurants or some of the, the different venues in town when they're not always out and about. So, yeah. here, so here's my question. Um, on the back of that intro that I gave and on the back of anecdotal evidence we see every day, you know, this place is getting richer and richer and richer. It's attracting more and more HNWIs and uh, uh, ultra-rich, etc. If they're coming into market, how do you keep that sort of bespoke element of the club? We still, it's still through referral or we'll go through a screening process and we will personally meet them as well. Understand, you know, why are they in Dubai? How long are they wanting to be in Dubai? What are their, what are their goals for being here? The kind of network that they have, we can tend to sort of realise kind of whether or not they're good people and whether or not they're they're willing to really Mm. become part of this. And they're kind of going to be passionate and use the service as well. If you're going out regularly, if you are going to best restaurants, we can assist. We make things more efficient for you as long um, that sits alongside the travel. Yeah. If your international travel plans, if you need someone uh, to assist with this, everything can be managed for you um, around your lifestyle. And that was going to be my next question because obviously you've got Dubai uh, and the UAE licked at the moment. But what about sort of international destinations? And what is, uh, again, uh, something I've asked a previous guest, what's in the pipeline in terms of moving forward? Mm-hmm. So um, we've actually just launched um, international concierge, well, more destination concierge. Um, so offering our members assistance when they're traveling this summer um, in predominant areas, obviously Mykonos, um, Ibiza, the south of France, to Monaco, uh, Saint-Tropez, etc. All the usual destinations Places that everyone heads off to. Places where Tom likes to hang out. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. I was <laughs> so um, basically the, the destinations that we know are the most popular. And of course, we've been assisting with um, all the travel arrangements through our wonderful travel partners as well. Um, and making sure they're having a great time and have got the access to to having well-built, well-structured itineraries. So we're coming into holiday season, you know, when people, when George and I were just talking about it, you know, everyone's going to go away next week. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are there going to tag on their summer holidays to the end of that. We're going to see a little bit of an exodus coming from this city. I mean, there's enough people in the city to, to make it feel busy. But does that mean that you get to have a holiday or not? No, because we're, we're managing You're everything internationally as well. So um, I actually think this summer's going to be busy. I think so many, there are so many flourishing businesses. In Dubai? Yeah. yeah it's I actually think a lot of people are going to be here yeah. this summer. This is one thing we're, we're really noticing, obviously bringing in the feedback from all the members as well. Um, we're definitely going to see some people. Obviously, everyone's going to go away for a holiday, but it's going to be busy here. Mm. We do feel it's going to have a different vibe to it this summer. Yeah, tell us a bit about the cost. What does it cost to be a, a, a member of the club? Um, we don't normally, say, but it's okay. Uh, you can come on as a solo or as a duo. So say you and your best friend want to join. 
So there's a cost you... for a solo and there's a cost for a duo and a yes. cost for a family and so on and so forth. We don't do family okay. um, purely because um, the benefits and things will value out to the family anyway. Okay. But um, so if you're a couple or if you're a brother and a sister or two friends, you can join and then get the same price value because obviously if you're single, you tend to pay more for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that everyone had the opportunity to be able to, to benefit from um, the kind of better price um, so it's only 12,000 dirhams for the year mm-hmm. um, and that gives you the full access to the app and all the events what would you say is the biggest perk from being a member of the club um, probably the money saving and the time saving elements from you okay. but then also the the networking you don't know you could be at a dinner be sat next to someone who's actually just invests in small startups um, and you could be starting your own business or you could be an architect and there's a gentleman next to you who's actually just, well, he's, he's rebuilding his house or he's wanting to build a house and that sparks. And this has happened multiple times. So we're so pleased that this has happened. I am getting the old shepherd's hook. We have to wrap things up here uh, before uh, we run out of time. But I can't thank you enough. And, uh, Again, Thea, one of the things I should ask our guests at this time is how do people get in touch with, the, with, the, with your operation? But, I mean, yeah, how do people not get in touch, find out more about Butterfly Social? Um, so definitely through Instagram. We oh, have, okay. we don't have, our members have a private Instagram, um, obviously for, <laughs> for privacy purposes, but we do have Butterfly Social underscore global. And that's just our global generic where you can just reach out to us, ask us any questions um, and someone will get back to you straight So away. it's not like Fight Club where nobody, first rule is that nobody can talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Butterfly Social Club, everyone talks about it, yeah? You can talk about it as much as you want. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, we can't thank you enough. Thanks so much indeed. Uh, all the best for what is going to be a busy, busy old summer for indeed. you and the team. Uh, yes. But make the most of it. Uh, a big thanks to uh, Thea Kies for joining us live in studio, co-founder, head of operations for the Butterfly Social Club. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, take a bit of a break for the summer months. Starting up with Virtue Zone. We'll be back after the summer. Uh, that's why Tom and George wrapping things up with a little look back at things that were, the days that were. Uh, some of the most inspiring moments for the past couple of months as we wrap up for the summer. We've been inspired by the founders we've had on the show, many of them from humble beginnings. Who can forget the founder and CEO for brands? of Brands for Less, Taufik Khredia. I was an employee back in Saudi Arabia to a level whereby uh, my first contract was uh, 2,500 drums and I was the only supporter of the family, used to send the money all to Beirut. I used to wake up 4 a.m. Uh, down under my accommodation. There was a falafel uh, uh, sandwich place. I used to go roll falafel sandwiches to be sold to the schools. I started the first store by myself. There was no, not even one employee. For one year, it took me to hire the first employee. Today, we have more than 3,500 employees. But if there's one thing that links all of our guests and all of those success stories, it is that none of them are shy of putting in some hard work, including, of course, the blooming man himself, reality TV star Ibrahim Al-Samadi. Always avoid negativity because negativity will drain you and everyone around you is always going to be negative. Another very important thing, don't take advice from someone who's not successful. Mm. It's simple. You know, everyone who is giving these negative advices, I'm like, what did you do with your life? You know, like you're probably in the same job for the past 15 years and you haven't even evolved in that job or you haven't even been promoted. So why are you judging me or giving me negative things when I'm talking about business? Just because you can't do it doesn't mean I can't do it. Uh, For more inspiring stories, startup advice, check out the podcast. Uh, Just look for Starting Up with VZ on DubaiI1038.com.
Um, success, you know, it's it, it, it does. It's not going to be handed to you on a plate, is it? There's no there's no one way line, my friend. It's ups and downs. It's roller coasters. It's uh, it's determination. It's passion. It's following your dreams. Every single entrepreneur you speak to, every single successful entrepreneur will tell you they had their highs and highs and lows, but they've never gave up, and that's the most important thing. Your heart. George, I'm going to miss you, uh, but let's do things, you know. It doesn't have to be on the radio. I'll see you around, Tom, for we sure. I'll, be, see, you I'll see you down at Caterpillar Cafe and things like that, amongst others. Absolutely, and yeah. we'll have some moist carrot cake together. That one as well. <laughs> yeah. Listen, mate, can't thank you and the Virtue Zone team enough. I hope, and I know it's going to be a busy summer for you. And just for all of our listeners out there, look, take advantage of this summer. Come and see the guys yes. at Virtue Zone. Yes, come see us at Virtue Zone. Uh, use some of the AI tools we've created to educate yourselves, to, to answer your own questions on opening your business and most importantly summer's time for holidays summer's time for relaxation summer's time for reflection as well think about what you want to do and think about the ideas that you've always had and maybe come september you come and you start that business you always wanted to start hashtag be your own boss the summer of 23 is when those dreams can come a reality courtesy of all the help from virtue zone george thank you to you and the team Thank you, Tom. Thanks, everybody at ARN for another great season. I wish you all a great summer and see you in September. See you in September, indeed.